Did you know that most ice structures are built in a similar manner to igloos, where huge amounts of water is frozen and cut into ice blocks and then stacked into making a building or a wall or anything? But the ice castles in Dillon are constructed more organically, with icicles being made in the winter months, placed and then continuously coated with water to freeze on extra layers. Eventually, the icicles meet and fuse together, forming giant solid pieces of ice that are strong enough to hold up a building. Best part about it is come the warmer months, the ice just simply melts and goes back into the Dillon Reservoir. I'm Ryan, a born and raised Colorado native. I'm Carrie, a Texas transplant and a Colorado newcomer. And we're a married couple living along the Front Range in Colorado. And this is the Hashtag Colorado Life Podcast, where we share accessible adventures to help you explore like a local. This episode, we're talking about what we think is one of the most magical attractions in Colorado during the winter, and that's the Dillon Ice Castles. This unique experience only comes around once a year, usually in January and February, and is like nothing you have ever experienced. It seriously is an awe-inspiring attraction. And in fact, we have visited the Ice Castles every year that they have been in Colorado so far, and it's one of our favorite newest winter traditions. Now, what are the ice castles exactly? They are exactly as they sound. They are castles of ice. It's an award-winning frozen wonderland for both kids and adults, and it was founded by Brian Christensen in 2011. And there are also four other locations across the United States that actually offer this same sort of experience. And they're all going to be in cold places. You're not going to expect to see this sort of thing in Dallas. Um, and in 2019, they were actually available in six locations, and they had them in Minnesota, they had them in Canada, but they've narrowed it down this season. The ice sculptures are made up of walls, archways, crawl spaces, and towering ice blocks, also slides that you can go down. It's built using hundreds of thousands of icicles hand-placed by professional ice artists, and each castle's over 20 million pounds of ice and snowy goodness. It really is quite a sight to behold. It's hard to, like, explain it until you get there, and it is just like, it truly is magical, I think. Yeah, there are over 12,000 icicles that are actually grown every day in order for this extraordinary event to take place. And like I said, it's only available for a short time in January and February every year. Each castle attraction includes breathtaking LED lit ice castles. So they have like these LED lights that are behind or inside the ice castles, as well as frozen thrones, ice carved tunnels, slides, and like so much more you can do. There's also these, in some locations, they have these toddler crawl spaces. So like your young kids can go and like crawl from one side to another which sounds really cold to me but yeah also it's really cold to slide down the the frozen slide just saying don't want to wear jeans either but we'll no. talk about that so how do you get tickets well the tickets are only available for a limited time and it's also weather permitting you know it's the it's the winter months so you got to kind of worry you got to like look out you got to watch out and see if any sort of weather's coming and this is the mountains where something can change it's also on the other side of eisenhower tunnel um, like literally just on the other side. So if you're coming from Denver, it'll be nice, clear, beautiful blue skies. And then you go over Loveland Pass and through the tunnel. And on the other side, it's like a squall and you can't see anything. So definitely be prepared and check the weather ahead of time and just make sure that you're going to be going on a good day. Actually, in 2020, they extended the time that they had the ice castles available into March a little bit, which they didn't do the previous year. Um, but because the weather was so nice, you know, we had a lot of snow in 2020, especially in January, February. So it made it really nice. But yeah, it's usually only available for a limited time. You can start by going to their website at icecastles.com and then just check the dates for the times that you want to visit and then pick your location. So like we said, they are 
available in four locations this year. They were had six locations last year, so it's always changing. The Ice Castle attraction actually opens up for tickets right after the Christmas holiday and is available typically through February. You can just click the buy tickets on the website and you'll be taken to a section to complete your purchase. You can choose your day and time that works for you. And it's kind of great to be able to pick those tickets because you can you can see if it's like sold out or anything. So you know which days are gonna be the really popular days. And so you can kind of pick accordingly depending on if you really wanna go there with a crowd or just kind of, you know, you and your family and more low key. Yeah, one thing to think about that has changed this year, you know, is that this is an outdoor destination. So it probably will be pretty popular for people who are trying to still do social distancing. So they do have it staggered and, you know, less tickets are available, but you can still get in within that two month time frame is plenty of time. So tickets will have three different prices. There'll be the general admission, child admission, and the, just the standby tickets. And it's important to note that the holiday prices are the same as weekend prices and standby tickets are not guaranteed. General admissions, and that's just ages 12 and up, is a little bit cheaper because it's a Monday through Thursday thing than the Friday through Sunday thing. So of course, weekends are always gonna be more popular. And that goes true with children's admission as well. That's ages four to 11. And standby tickets, which are also exactly the same. And of course, kids zero to three, they get in for free, don't require a ticket at all. Yeah, typically the last couple years that we have gone, you'll spend anywhere from, you know, maybe like $10 a ticket to 20 to $25 per ticket. One thing to note is that you will not be able to get a refund for the ticket that you purchase because ticket sales are final, but you can change your ticket to a different time or a day as long as you do it within 24 hours notice. And this is something that we did in a previous year when I think there was really bad weather or something we need to change the dates. We just emailed them and let them know and they you know, changed around our ticket and we were able to get in at a different time since you can't get a refund. During the week, the Dillon Ice Castles are open Mondays through Thursday and they open a little bit before dinner and they close around 9 or 10 p.m. So it's kind of cool because if you catch it there on the weekdays at 4, um, the sun will still be up or at least the, the sky will still be blue but the sun will be behind the mountains and you get to see that really cool transition uh, from the daytime of just like the blue glacier ice versus like the, the LED lit up castles and all that. So you get to experience both of them. It's really something that we would highly suggest. And you can also visit on Fridays from 4 to 10 p.m. And the tickets are calculated at the weekend price, so just keep that in mind. And then the ice castles are also open on Saturday and Sunday, but they open at noon and go all the way to 10 p.m. So you can definitely experience the daytime thing if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, the really cool thing is that we actually got to see the ice castles during the daytime one year, and then the other year we went at night. And it is a totally different experience. Um, there will be more people on the weekends. Like you said, the daytime that you can really go is typically on Saturday and Sundays and then they go really late into the evening um, but you get to see that really cool transition if you can get there early on the weekday and it really is cool if you can see both of them um, because it is a totally different experience and it's really really fun um, it's definitely something that I didn't expect that it would make that big a difference but I really enjoyed the nighttime but you get to see so much more of the intricacies and how it was built and the different details during the daytime as well I agree 100%. So let's talk about how to get to the Dillon Ice Castles. Every year so far, they have been located in Dillon Town Park area, which is on Buffalo Street in Dillon. It's about an hour and a half drive from Denver, so it's really pretty pleasant and a quick drive. If you want to go there just for the evening or a day trip, or if you just want to go to Dillon for the weekend and explore all of the other cities nearby as well, because there really is a lot to do in the area. 
So when is the best times to visit the Dylan Ice Castles? Now we actually had a chance to interview the founder, Brian Christensen, about how to get the most out of your visit to the Dylan Ice Castles. And actually what he said is weekdays at the Ice Castles are much less crowded, which really shouldn't surprise anybody at all because people really like to do things on the weekend. And when you can catch stuff on the weekdays, which we like to do, that's so much more preferred just to avoid the crowds. Um, he said, if you're looking for the perfect Instagram photo or simply want to experience the beauty of the ice castles with fewer people, we recommend visiting during the weekdays. And that is super true. Yeah, if you want to plan your visit around sunset, you have the opportunity to experience the castle during the day when the ice is at its natural glacial blue and at night when the entire attraction is illuminated with color changing LED lights, which is pretty much what we said at the beginning, but he just said it in a you know better way. So when you're talking about what to wear when visiting the ice castles, I mean, the attraction is made out of ice. That should be enough to tell you what to wear. So it's going to be very cold, especially if you visit at night. The sun is not out anymore. Um, so it probably goes without saying, but you definitely want to bundle up, wear warm clothes, and dress with lots of layers. Be prepared to spend from anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour and a half at the castles. So bring coats, gloves, hats, scarves, all of that to keep warm. Really just come in layers. And you definitely want to make sure to wear the right kind of boots, preferably winter or snow boots or even hiking boots will be best. The walking surface is like a combination of crushed ice and snow. We recommend everybody dresses appropriately and wear warm layers and winter boots. Um, it's kind of like walking through deep sand. That's the best way I can describe it. Snowy so, sand, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard to trudge through. If you're going to try to run, you're going to have a heck of a time. You definitely want to wear waterproof clothing and footwear that's obviously appropriate for that kind of surface. You know, snow pants, insulated hiking boots for sure. And since your foot does kind of sink down into it, it's like it encompasses it with like cold, sandy snow on top. Your feet are going to get really, really cold. I mm -hmm. even had really good, uh, you know, hiking boots and insulated socks and everything, and I still got chilled. Also, one th fun thing to mention is if you have young kids, it can be really exciting to bring a sled along to pull the kids behind you, especially super small children, um, or get a really big sled and pull all the big kids around too. Or get a really big sled and pull your husband around. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> So thankfully, all the parking is free to see the ice castles, and the largest parking is right along Buffalo Street in front of the ice castles, so you'll be driving along, you can't miss it, parking easy peasy, you can just pull up, get out, and you're good to go. Additional parking is located in Town Hall parking lot, or and it's easily within walking distance from Lake Dillon Drive. Also, Dillon Town Park has several parking spots close to the ice castles that are available on a first-come, first-served basis. I remember the very first year we went, we went there at night and it was a little bit more busy and we had to park kind of along the side, but by no means was it far at all. Yeah, one thing we would suggest is to arrive a little bit early so you can get a good parking spot um, because they do fill up quickly, but you're not going to have to park super far away and walk like a really long ways, generally speaking. Let's talk about one of the most popular attractions and that's definitely the ice slides. Um, they're really fun. They actually are big enough for all ages, so toddlers to adults. There are these really cool um, square, you know, carved out of ice slides that will definitely bring out the kid and everyone. And based on our personal experience, you know, you definitely should head to the slides first when you get inside the ice castles because there's a lot to do and a lot to see. But if you can go to the slides first, that will be best because the lines do get a bit long and you might have to wait a little while to get your turn. Yeah, everyone's taking pictures of one another going down the slide. Everyone missed it, so they got to get another. Little Jimmy's coming out of the slide, but it is really fun. Um, you get a 
kind of go through like some tunnels and stuff. Don't expect this to be like a luge or anything. You're not like flying down. It's just something simple that's totally safe and fun for the kids. And as mentioned, this is an ice attraction, so definitely come prepared and, you know, you might be a little bit ready to do a little slipping and sliding. So watch out for the ice sculptures above your head when you're walking around, especially at night because they are kind of transparent. They're, they're easy to miss. Um, no running is allowed. Also, good luck running through that sand slush mixture. Mm -hmm. And don't climb up the ice sculptures at all. Don't, don't even try. Uh, good luck trying to find a spot to do it because it's all like really smooth and really tall. But just use your brain when it comes to being safe. And make sure to wear high quality boots like we said. We cannot express enough how important it is that your feet stay nice and warm. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me sometimes when we go to, you know, attractions like this and people will wear jeans even. They will wear, you know, stuff where I can see their leg, you know, like the leggings that don't go all the way down. And I'm thinking to myself, you're going to freeze in like two minutes. Oh, yeah. And they will. They'll be freezing standing in the line to get to the thing. And I'm like, you've got an hour and a half to sit out here in this snow and cold and ice. It's not going to be good. I've worn inappropriate shoes before in the snow and like getting snow down your shoe. Oh my God, when you get a wet sock, it's over. Mm -hmm. Just take me home. I want to I wanna be done. Another really important thing we wanted to mention is that re-entry is not allowed at the ice castle. So once you get in, you can basically stay in as long as you would like or can. <laughs> um, but you're not allowed to leave to get like a snack or go to the bathroom. There's no bathrooms in the ice castles. So make sure that you get have a snack break and use the bathroom before you enter the ice castles attraction. Could you imagine if there were toilets they are made out of ice? Really just have to prepare you. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is that they do have porta potties typically outside, like on the way to the ice castles. And when you exit, so it's like the same pleasant. as, yeah, no. it's, so it's like the same as sitting on an ice john. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you're in a mountain town in the middle of winter in an ice castle. Uh -huh. You should probably go to the bathroom before you come. <laughs> Uh, there's also no food or drinks served in the ice castles. Like I said, you can't eat in there. You don't want to drink in there. Um, but there are some nice coffee shops and restaurants within a really short walk or short drive within the area. This is pretty much everything that you need to know while you're planning your visit to Dillon and the ice castles at Dillon. And if you follow these recommendations and tips, we know that you'll have a really good time and you'll have the best experience possible. Uh, this is an awesome way to make memories with your friends or family, no matter what age you are really good place for pictures uh, especially if you catch that like right at the twilight time i know that we've seen a couple um wedding pictures mm -hmm. from there that are well kind of enchanted in a way if you wanted to do that like winter wedding all right at the end of every show we like to sum it up with a tip for finding free or affordable activities and the great thing that we mentioned about dylan and silverthorn area is that it really is a central hub for other ski towns and slopes nearby it's close to Breckenridge, which is about 20 minutes away, and Frisco is also very close as you actually drive through get to Breckenridge. And Frisco has the uh, adventure park there with lots of other skiing and snowboarding to do in the area, as well as the popular ski destination Loveland Ski Area is close by. So Dillon really is a great hub for saving some money. You can stay in Dillon, visit the ice castles, and then be able to explore other ski slopes in the area, even like Aspen and further out. So you don't have to spend as much money to stay in Breckenridge, which we know is more expensive, or Aspen or something like that. Also, like you said, it's just a great hub to be able to explore multiple places. So if you have like a weekend ski destination, you can hit multiple places from Dillon alone. 
All right, that pretty much sums up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And to learn more about this episode and the resources that we shared, visit our website, hashtag coloradolife.com. Yeah, and over on our website, you'll definitely see some pictures of us when we went and did and checked out the ice castles for two years. So you'll see what it looks like at nighttime and you'll be able to see what it looks like during the day. Thank you so much again for listening. And until next time, we hope you enjoy your experience at the Colorado Ice Castles.